Houston, Texas-based Apollo Chamber players are set to release their sixth studio recording, Moonstrike. The Azika Records album title track is a new work by Chickasaw composer Jared Impachacha Hatate. Commemorating the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, Mr. Tate has created music and narration depicting the very colorful American Indian legends around the subject of the moon. Jared Impachachaha Tate is here with us to discuss Moonstrike and is joined by Apollo Chamber Players founder and violinist Matthew Dietrich. Hi, Jared and Matthew. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Shukmat. Hi, guys. Great to be here. Matthew, of course, the inspiration behind the Apollo players came from the work NASA has been doing over the decades. Your eighth grade astronomy teacher was an American Indian who often mixed his heritage into his astronomy lessons. Absolutely. This commission idea hit me like a bolt of lightning one evening while I was brainstorming for a space-themed program to honor the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 lunar landing. And yes, as you mentioned, my 8th grade astronomy teacher, Mr. Saltner, was an American Indian, and he often talked about his heritage as part of his classroom discussions. I believe he was also involved in getting a moon rock to my school district, Dallastown area, in the early 70s when, you know, after the astronauts brought some of the rocks back, some of the rocks went on tour, as it were, and he was involved in getting that to the students of the school. I also recall seeing his American Indian dance group perform for my Cub Scout pack. So the strands between space, the moon, and Native American heritage were being formed for me from a young age. So let's take the piece apart and discuss the various sections. Well, Raven is Haida. The origin of the moon is Kalispell. And the corn dance comes from Seminole Calusa culture. And then the man who married the moon is Isleta Pueblo. Man who married the moon includes a Pueblo lullaby and the Choctaw hymn 139. This comes from a Choctaw hymnal that both Chickasaws and Choctaws sing out of for Indian Church here in Oklahoma. And just lots of really deep personal feelings. To me, it's a real joy to harmonize those melodies. Those melodies are normally sung just as the melody in church, and there's not an official accompaniment that goes with them. And so that's where I can expand the sound of that. The Isleta Pueblo lullaby fits very well because it's a love story and very romantic. And then in the middle, there was just time that I really wanted to feature the feelings of the piece as a feature for the quartet alone without narration. sing. That Choctaw hymn is just a piece I feel very nostalgic about and it can be very beautiful and haunting at the same time and so 
That was a, a little bit of a personal indulgence on my part for that. I have a question for Jared. You know, I see the uh, Nachiruchu theme, the main melody, as sort of a leitmotif for his character. It's very operatic and descriptive of his character. Is, is that what you were thinking when you were writing it? The dum bum 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 And you do it in pizzicato, and you do it in arco, and you do it in, you know, almost all the instruments of the string quartet. Leitmotif is something that I do throughout my works. We see that in movies all the time, especially with Marvel. Oh, and Star Wars was a really great example. I mean, you had Leia's theme and Yoda's theme and, you know, Luke's theme, all that kind of stuff. And it was very leitmotific. And also, Lord of the Rings leaned in very heavily. Howard Shore uh, was very specific about his use of leitmotifs throughout. So I like to do the same thing. I like to use melodies that are associated with different characters. And that's a very good example of that. And that's really a carryover from the operatic tradition. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, I mean, Wagner, of course, really codified the term leitmotif. Nacharuchu was a leader of his people. He was an expert weaver, wise in medicine, young and tall, strong and handsome. Nacharuchu had no interest in the village maidens who were in love with him. He was very happy in his weaving. To me, the opera comparison comes to mind, and I think opera is just such a timeless art form because it tells stories about what it means to be human, and Jared specializes in this uh, kind of storytelling, and American Indians have such a rich culture that these stories are almost yearning to be set to music. The album artwork for Moonstrike was created by award-winning Chickasaw multimedia artist and designer Dustin Mader. Tell us a bit about working with Dustin. From our perspective, it was really wonderful to work with Dustin, and this was someone that Jared highly recommended for the album artwork. I'm so glad that he did. I had a number of conversations with Dustin. Obviously, the album cover is the most important, and we honed in on a design that would echo kind of rock and roll albums like Journey, very colorful and striking in their beauty and simplicity. We knew that the moon had to be a primary visual, but I think that the way that Dustin infused it in a Moonstrike-specific context is amazing and really evocative of both the music and the stories. Jared and Pachachaha Tate, Matthew Dietrich, thank you very much for coming on the podcast to discuss Moonstrike. Thank you, Chukmashki, Yakoke. Thank you, Max and Jared. Well, folks, there you have it. Here are some of our Legends of the Moon. There will be many, many more to come. <laughs>